Welcome to the Top 8 Movies Podcast, presented by Top 8 Media. Every week we share Top 8 lists from movie lovers across the globe. We also dive into actors and actresses' Top 8 Movies according to IMDb scores. And hear many reviews from our resident film reviewer, Mike Morgan, as he reflects on his Top 8 films of each of the last 34 years. We have special edition Top 8 lists on more specific topics from the movie industry. Send us your top eight list to be read out on future episodes. Just DM us on Instagram at top underscore eight underscore media. Thanks for tuning in and let's crack on with the show. Welcome back everybody to Top 8 Movies from Top 8 Media. My name is Owen Morgan and I'm sat down with my co-host Jessica Rose Johnson and we talk all things movies through the power of top eight lists. So, episode 31. We've just had our um, latest anniversary episode. If you haven't already, go back. It's very different. We kind of so review a few bits. We share our top eight things we've watched recently. Jess does the quiz, which is always super fun. So you go and check that out. So it's a, a right mash, mash up of us just ranting on about film. So it's cool because it's a little bit different to what we normally do. Less structure in a kind of good way. So go back and check that out. But we are back for essentially another um, nine or ten sort of list battles. And we've got some cracking stuff coming up. And today is 2017. So welcome back, Jess. Um, how are you feeling about the years now? Because I know we often say, God, it was so hard. So we, I think, by episode thirty, do we both? I think we both agree, right? That these are definitely the hardest ones. Yes, without a doubt. And I think one of the hardest things about it is you don't even really remember how many amazing movies came out in one year. And the more you dive, the more you're like, I love that movie, but I love that movie, and I love that movie, and I love that movie. But I've seen that movie like ten times. So the years are definitely harder. There's so many more movies out there, and then I find myself building a list of movies that oh, I totally forgot about this movie and I hadn't seen it yet. So. It's it's fun, but hundred percent agree. The best of years have been the hardest lists. Yeah, they sure are. And it was this particular one. I was like, oh god, because I think the ones we've done recently are much more. They've only been the last few years, right? So there's loads of stuff that you may have missed. Whereas as we're going back, I would have seen way more, and it's going to make it way harder because I'm like, oh, I'm gutted. This can't get in, but things just got to make the cut. I'm afraid. Um, Hey, um, you know, it is what it is. So today's 2017. And we're just going to do what we usually do, guys. There's four lists, box office, me, Jess, and then Mike, our resident film reviewer, who you can now see his reviews on our Instagram channel. So he is back after, back out of retirement and giving my dad another chance after 30 years of doing it previously. And he reviews now um, and he's teaching me how to review. So I've been having a go and I've loved it. So come check out my reviews. There's quite a few up there now. So we've reviewed things like Lyft, uh, One Life. I've done Expendables 4 today. That one's quite a hilarious review to go and check out. I try to be as positive as I could. So again, check that out. So um, it's really cool. You're going to, and I'm hoping Jess will have a go at reviewing too. So you're going to have a bunch of reviewers hosting this show before you know it. So, um, yeah, thank you, Dad. Thank you, Mike, for always being part of this. And he's in the next episode, too. He's He's been prolific recently. So we're going to start off with the box office take. We have been previously sharing how much the films make. I'm not sure how necessary that is. So if you want us to bring that back, then just give us a DM. So, you know, if you really like it and it's kind of cool, then add in. It doesn't take too long, but 
I just thought we'll try it without. So I hand over to Jess, as always, to read through the box office, um, highest grossing movies. And let's see what we've got so far for this year. This is going to give an introduction to the year, 2017. Over to you, Jess. All right, here we go. Jumping right in and cutting to the movies. In the eighth spot for 2017, we have Thor Ragnarok. In the seventh spot, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. In the sixth spot, Spider-Man Homecoming. In the number five spot, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. In the fourth spot, Despicable Me 3. In the third spot, The Fate of the Furious 8. In the second spot, Beauty and the Beast, the live rendition. And in the number one spot, Star Wars, The Last Jedi. Lovely. Thank you very much. That's great. Um, as always, we can see that Marvel just dominate box office take. So we are going to maybe get Adam or Lynn or Mike to start sharing their top eights for years because the box office ones are getting so predictable. I feel like it's a, it's a wasted list. Um, but it's good to to see here kind of what is beating Marvel out. That's, that's interesting in itself. Like, oh, it's interesting. That's made more than that. So we'll kind of like go for the list as, as always, guys, for each one. So I'll just whiz up eight to one. So yeah, Thor, he's great. Marvel's great. Makes sense. Guns of Galaxy 2 is, I love Guns of Galaxy so much. So um, I'm glad that's in seventh. Spider-Man Homecoming. I think the Spider-Mans just keep getting better and better. Tom Holland's fantastic. So I'm not surprised. I'm surprised that's not higher, to be honest. Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. Fascinated that's higher than those three Marvels. That's very interesting. So the <laughs> Despicable Me Free, uh, good to see a kid's film in there. Uh, Fate of the Furious, you know how much I love Fast and Furious. Eight's pretty good. Um, seven's particularly great. And nine's really good apart from the bit in space. Uh, so eight's kind of that. I think it was a gap filler, really, for things that were going on. Beauty and the Beast, I'm yet to see any live-action Disney. So I've got a hell of a week ahead of me on my next holiday. I have to smash them all. And I think that might be one of the first ones they did, so... That would be quite interesting. And Star Wars Lost Jedi. Yeah, I, why would that not make the most money? Of course it would. And we'll be talking about that lots as the show goes on, no doubt. Um, as you already know, I'm not the biggest Star Wars guy, not because I don't like them, just for some reason I don't connect. But I feel like I should really catch up on some of them. And I'm sure Jess can convince me why that would be the case. So, Jess, I was through that because there's not much to say. What, anything you've got to say? I think this is a first time in forever. I have seen every movie in Congrats. that list. And I too, the couple that really stood out to me was Jumanji and Despicable Me 3 really making the top eight. I'm, I'm surprised by those, but I think, I think they're all good. They're all good movies. You know, it's funny that you said that about the live action Disney movies about like, oh, you know, like, you know, I haven't seen them. Um, sure, they're good. And uh, with the Star Wars, like, oh, yeah, you got to see Star Wars. But I bet you feel that way with the Marvel movies, too, where I'm just kind of like, I mean, they're good. I've seen them. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe we'll make a trade and I'll watch some more superhero movies if you watch some Star Wars movies. Yeah, I think we said last week, didn't we? About talking, and people were talking about this as well. Like when it comes to like particular franchises, a, a lot of them you're either really into it or you're not because you have to sort of dedicate time to it, whether it's harry potter or star treks or whatever it may be all the x-men things like that you kind of you have to be really into it to sustain 
um, the momentum that's going through it. And I think sometimes you just got to pick the franchises that are yours, I suppose. Um, but I don't know. I'm not like, I don't, funny enough, I don't watch too much stuff in space full stop. I, I clearly have some issue with space. I don't know what it is. And I will go to therapy and explore that for you all, all on the show. But yeah, uh, as we head into the next few lists, the regulars already know this, but franchises can be included as a whole as long as it's four films or less. Just, it, I don't think it's going to come up today, but just from everybody of that. All right, so let's dive into my list. A little bit different, guys. So I spent a good hour and a half, to be honest. It took me ages. Oh, my God, I love that, love that. Right, I have to go and watch all the trailers to make sure. Um, I said, oh my God, I want to watch all of this again. So I don't usually do this, but we are allowed. I'm just going to do honorary mentions because it's just heartbreaking sometimes. What has to happen? So the things that didn't make it, and I'm really sad, is Thor. I absolutely love Thor, and I love Marvel. So the fact that's not on the top eight tells you a lot about the ones that are about to come. Wonder Woman, I bloody love that as well. And that didn't make it. Oh, my heart. Darkest Hour is fantastic, and it still didn't make it. So big love to all three of those. All fantastic. Then I'll tell you why, as I go, I've done this, because I had to explain that I love the variety of it all. So my eighth place is Murder on the Orient Express. I love all of those ones. I love the whodunit stuff. It's like some of my favorite stuff, a bit like Knives Out as well. I just love stuff like that. And I couldn't not have a film of that genre in my eight. Because even if they're not the highest quality compared to the things I've already just said, Darkest Hour, Wonder Woman, Thor, I just love it. I just love that. All the different ensemble cast and, oh, it's just the best. So when I watched the trailer, I remembered how much. Molly's Game is next. Jessica Chastain, who's absolutely immense. And Idris Elba is awesome in it as well. And it's just it's just a, it's just fantastic and different in how it sort of delivers this kick-ass, amazing female and the power she has and the intelligence to build the things that she builds throughout it and how she copes with all the drama that comes with that um, and just being absolutely awesome. So Molly's Game, big up Jessica Chastain. Baby Driver, uh, just for pure style. It's just, I love anything with cars and driving. And even though I've forgotten his name, I'm sure Jessica can look it up for me. Um, he's like the upcoming guy in Hollywood. And uh, he's absolutely immense in it. Uh, being a sort of get a getaway driver, like the best out there um, in the States and stuff. And it's just a really, really stylish, fun, amazing music as well. It's just astonishing, and I, I needed something like that in my list. In fifth place, we have Dunkirk. I'm slightly sad this isn't in box office because, you know, war films, there's less than these days, but Dunkirk was just fantastic. Absolutely immense cast. As always with these films, they hit you hard, they make you cry, and this was just another classic in the list of war films that have been made. Rewinding back to Baby Driver, it is Enzel Agort. No one can ever say his name when they try and say it to me. Enzel Agort, we're going to say for now, he is up and coming legend. I can't wait to see what else he does. So yeah, Dunkirk was my fifth and I love it. Fast and Furious 8, even though it's, you know, it's in my top eight of Fast and Furious's if I had to like mix up all the numbers. Uh, and it's quite a fun, fun storyline, even with Jason and The Rock and everyone being it, Jason Statham. I have to really go by story because they haven't come up with new stuff all the time. But um, eight's awesome, just not as good as seven and nine. But 
you know, that's why I didn't get top three. In third place, it's Spider-Man Homecoming. As I said, they're getting better and better. Tom Holland's fantastic. I loved just this twist on everyone finds out who he is and, you know, he's made out to be the bad guy and how can he come back from redemption? And then it's followed on with, um, I think it's Far From Home, is it the one afterwards? And that just wraps everything up nicely. Um, my homecoming could be... Jess, I need some lovely assistance from you as I carry on. So yeah, it's... Uh, I love it. I love it. Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is my second uh, film of that year. I love the Guardians film so much. I just everything from the cast, the, as we know, the soundtrack's incredible. And we were talking about, should we do a top eight soundtracks episode? And I think Guardians would definitely be in there. The opening scene in this with Mr. Blue Sky um, from ELO is just out of this world fantastic. It's such an amazing scene with little group going around and dancing. Oh, the best. And in first place is Kingsman, the Golden Circle. So that's Kingsman 2. I loved Kingsman 1 so much. My favorite scene... Well, my top eight scenes in history is the scene in the church. Well, he told you that from number one, but number two is equally as good. They somehow bring Colin Firth's character back in, in inventive fashion. But some of the fight scenes he's in now and this one as well have been absolutely fantastic. And I love everything about it. So Kingsman would be my film of 2017. And I'll leave it there. For once, I think I have a nice mix of topics and genres. I deliberately did that as well. I want to get a real blend. That's not usually my style. I just go for all the action, all the heroes. But no, sit back, Owen. Think about the whole of cinema and what it has to offer. So, Jess, I was rambling all over the place there. But what do you think? I was really surprised by your list. I love that it is a little, like, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And you remind me of a couple movies. So there are two movies I have not seen on your list. Okay. <gasps> so Murder on the Oriental Express, because I mentioned that earlier to you. And the other one, Baby Driver. Oh, my God. I, I never watched Baby Driver oh. either. So, but yeah, Molly's Game. I, I guess when I was looking through it, I think you said something that took you like an, what did you say, like an hour, hour and a half or something. It is hard because you got to go through all the movies and you don't want to, you don't want to miss one. And I thought, oh, that's a good one too. But you also surprised me with Fast and the Furious making the four spot, but I appreciate your, uh, your uh, explanation as to why. And I respect that. So good stuff. I think with the Spider-Man, uh, I was even forgetting one in my head. So Spider-Man Homecoming was 2017, and then it went far from home in 2019, and then it was No Way Home in 2021, and then Across the Spider-Verse, which I don't, I don't think I've seen the last one. So yeah, the one with Jake Gyllenhaal when he films and sort of edits it in a way to make Spider-Man look bad. I can't remember if it's the end of Homecoming or it's in the next one because it's the one after when everyone thinks he's the bad guy. And then there's and then there's the free Spider-Mans where they sort of all the timelines get mashed together and Doctor Strange turns up. Anyway, all the Marvel fans listening right now, you must be like, yeah, it's this. Yeah, it's this. So I hope you're enjoying that. Anyway, I love them all. So I probably need to watch them all again. But anyway, yeah. So, um, yeah, what are your thoughts about uh, it may come up later, but 
I'm surprised that, yeah, Dunkirk and Kingsman aren't in box office. I just find that weird, especially Kingsman. What the hell? That should be in the box office, shouldn't it? <laughs> I, you know, when you said that about the Dunkirk, I was like, I didn't even think about that. That one I thought was a really, really popular movie that, yes, I, once you said that, I was like, that is right. How did that one not make it in there? Um, so very interesting because I think it is one of the few war-based films that a lot of people I know have seen. And I don't think it's as triggering as some other movies. Like there's some more movies that a lot of people I know won't watch because they feel like it could be too triggering or too emotional that I think Dunkirk was one where a lot of people felt like they could still watch it and it be okay. So yeah, that is interesting. It's not Anyway. Yeah, that's true, isn't it? Yeah, the triggered thing because so many people are triggered by the beat scene on Saving Private Ryan. That kind of kick started it. Like, what war film would you actually watch it with that in mind? Because that was like a culture shock. Like, oh my God. Like, they actually want us to watch the real gore and pain and suffering that is part of this and not finesse over it with sort of cutaway pretend battles. You know, it's meant to make you really, really sympathize, which we all should with our hist historical background of the human race. So, um, yeah, Dunkirk, Dunkirk in a way was kind of as much political as it was the fighting. It was dramatic scenes and speech delivery and all that. So I think that's why it kind of works. And it's more, yeah, widespread for sure. So, yeah, that will be list B for anybody that's interested over on the Instagrams. But when we get back from the break, we're going to dive into Jess's list for 2017 list c we'll be back in a moment Ooh, welcome back everybody so we are going to start off on the second half of the show with Jess's list for 2017 so i will hand over to jess feel free to pitch each film as you go and tell us just why Yours is the best list. All right. Well, I too have an honorable mention because I had a little bit of a hard time. And as being someone who doesn't typically put any kind of superhero-esque movies in there, my honorable mention is Logan. I am a huge X-Men fan, and it was a little bit of a toss-up, a couple movies on my list. So I'll dive in from there. In the number eight spot, I have The Upside. And that is featuring Kevin Hart and Brian Cranston. I'm a horrible enunciator and English isn't my first language. So <laughs> it's a great movie. It's about a gentleman who's a quadriplegic and he needs some extra care in the home. And uh, Kevin Hart is who cares for Brian. So it's interesting dynamics and how both characters kind of grow and develop and just a very, very sweet movie about things that we don't often hear or see movies about. So love the story. But in the seventh spot, I put King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. I just, I love this King Arthur series with Charlie Hunnam and Astrid plays one of the supporting characters in that movie where it, it's, so King Arthur, this version of King Arthur, he kind of has his life stolen from him in a sense and has to grow up in like the backwoods type thing. So he's trying to take back 
his right to the throne. And Jude Law, of course, Jude Law plays the bad guy, right? So it's a great, great dynamic story. But Astrid, the the supporting sorceress, oh, goodness. Anyway, and soundtrack's also good. It's great. I just, I love the series with them in it. So wonderful. In the sixth spot, I put Wonder Woman. I did. I included a superhero movie. I debated on putting any superheroes, but I really do like the story of Wonder Woman. Growing up, it wasn't, I grew up with X-Men and Batman. Those were my, my peeps. So it was new for me and kind of fresh. And I, I related to her a little bit <laughs> where she's like, how do you fight in this big dress? So there was some kind of feminine humor that I was like, yeah, yeah, I relate to that. And I just love the dynamics between Gail and Chris in that movie. It's just, it's really good. Um, in fifth spot, I have the Hitman's Bodyguard, which I don't know. How did that not end up on Owen's list? I guess you're going to have to explain yourself. But the Hitman's Bodyguard, yes, that has Samuel L. Jackson and Ryan Reynolds in it. We've talked about that in a previous episode. But <laughs> Ryan Reynolds plays this character where he's a, a bodyguard to some of the top name people. And Samuel L. Jackson is a hitman. And Ryan Reynolds has to bring Samuel L. Jackson in. And it's a very unique storyline. And just those two, their characters mesh really well together as well. Um, the fourth spot is where I put Kingsman. Oof, so I'm a little lower. That might hit me. I also really enjoyed the Kingsman story. And this one was fun. You've kind of already gave it a great pitch. It's the second one in the series. So I'll kind of leave it there. I'm sure a lot of people have seen it or heard of it. I put in my number three spot, Dunkirk. So just as we talked about, a, a great war movie around World War II. And I, I like the dynamics and the, the lead characters who I'm not even going to butcher their names. I'm so sorry for you, but did a great job as well. We'll put it there. And the number two spot, I do have Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. That was just an amazing dynamic group of characters. How they how they got them to do what they did. Like Jack Black's character playing a teenage girl is just hilarious. Hilarious. So I think it's I think it's a great movie. It's a great spin on the original. I'm typically not a fan of remakes, but I think it's a really good spin. On the original how they did it and the number one spot if this shocks any of our listeners who's been listening for a while it shouldn't star wars the last jedi i love me some star wars that is my my true and true i think it's such a great storyline it just kind of keeps building it keeps building and what i love specifically about this star wars like the the last three in the series right is how there were so many great characters taking on more main roles, I guess is a, a good way to say it. So it wasn't just these three or four characters. You had all these characters that had these really great storylines that they were building off of. And, you know, you just kind of, I, I get tied in and then I care about them and I get what happens to them. And, you know, the, the, all that went into making these movies and what George Lucas has been able to do and accomplish for the film industry is just amazing. So I love it. I can't say, well, I can't say enough. I could talk all day about how much I love Star Wars and why I think it's amazing. So it's my number one vote for me. Let's see. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> yeah, thank you so much. And yeah, I've got some explaining to do in, this, in a moment. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's that investment in characters and wanting to see, kind of get attached to them, don't you, in a way? Um, and that's another nod to franchise as well. Not all franchises, because you normally just have like, maybe the one guy, don't you? Like in um, the Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible, it's just his character, isn't it? Or in Jason Bourne, it's just his character. But that's these those kind of films are totally different. Even stuff like Harry Potter, you know, you've got a continuation of multiple characters and seeing their personalities change and shift throughout the story. So I'm with you on that. So yeah, let me um let me take a look what we got here. Uh, so yeah, I love Logan. So actually, let me explain myself first. This year was particularly difficult because just outside of Darkest Hour, Wonder Woman, Thor, that didn't quite make mine, I have loads of other films. But the problem is on our spreadsheet, I can only fit about three films in the box before the next episode's lists are. I just can't fit it in. That's how bad it got. Lo uh, Logan would definitely be in in that. Oh, I'm so annoyed it couldn't go in. Definitely. King Arthur, I really enjoyed that. Well, Hitman's Bodyguard was actually my top eight Samuel Jackson films ever. So that shows you how hard it was to not put that in. Um, and yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. Upside I haven't seen. And I have a feeling if that is the film that was the spin-off of a French film, there was a there was a more dramery version of a film with a carer and a guy in a wheelchair. And it was really, really popular at Sundance Film Festival and won awards. I remember that they made an American remake of it, of a carer and someone in a wheelchair. But, you know, might not even be related. So just do a bit of trivia there. Um, and, yeah, King Arthur. I, re I love Charlie Hun Hun Hunnam. I can't even say it right. I'm the British one. Charlie Hunnam <laughs> is, uh, is great in that. Uh, you're totally right about Wonder Woman with the relationship with Chris Pine character and her. So good. So good. Uh, Jumanji, I don't think I've seen it. The reason I can't put it in is I was like, have I seen this? I think I probably would remember if I had. Is that, Jess, is that the first one, right? That's not the second one, or is that the second one? It's the second one. Uh, first one, sorry, yeah, first one. Um, because I love all of them, and I love um, the lead the lead actress in it, isn't she? Uh, she was in Doctor Who, if I remember rightly, for all the British people out there. Um, I'm going to watch that, guys. I'm going to commit to watching that one and the second one. It's in, it's in, it's in the list, guys. I'm going to do it. Uh and that kind of it wraps it all up. I love it. Our lists are like quite different. It's quite cool, actually. And just in different positions as well. Kingsman. Kingsman, oh no, it's not in the box office because it would have potentially featured in everyone's, but not many films do, interestingly enough. So we should really record which ones actually do. And I can create a top eight of things that feature four times. So that'll be interesting. So there you go, everyone. That Yeah, that is Jess's list. Thank you so much. That is C, if anyone as you should be interested. You can vote on Instagram the moment this episode goes out. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much, Jess. So, yeah, it is a remake of a French 2011. Yep. Look at me knowing my trivia. Um, my dad loved the original. He always used to bang on about it. So that's how I was aware of it. Cool. Thank you very much. It's all very exciting, isn't it? Getting this trivia as we go through. Right, so we now have list D, which is Mike, our resident film reviewer, and my father. He is winning at the moment. He's the podcast league champion as, it's, as we speak. He's had the most episode wins. So congrats to him. But uh, I'm looking at his list and I'm like, ooh, me and Jess might have a chance. Let's see. Um, hello, Dad, to you. I know you listen to this. Um, 
at home on your on your massive big television. I didn't realize you could have Spotify on your smart TV these days, but you can. That's new to me. So that's really, really cool. Not that I'm prehistoric and don't know about smart stuff. But how cool, Jess, that my dad sits in his living room and he listens to us on his TV on Spotify. And I'm sent to eat. Pretty cool. So there you go. A little bit of trivia there for you. All right, let's go through Mike's list. So he's given us three films where he's done like a little baby review, which is really, really cool. So each episode he'll pick out like uh, three films of his choice. So I'll do that afterwards. So his eighth place is Kingsman, The Golden Circle. I'm a bit sad it's eighth, Dad, but it's okay. Uh, God's Own Country is seventh. I don't know too much about that, so I'm excited about that. Uh, sixth, The Darkest Hour. Fair enough, masterpiece. Fifth is Get Out. Surprising that's not come up today. It did so insanely well, like an underground kind of rising from the lower reaches of Hollywood and being really successful. Really cool. Call Me By Your Name. I've heard really good things about that. But I'm yet to watch it. Baby Driver. I knew he loved that. And we shared, we shared our love for that when it came out. These got some complete curveball, which is free billboards outside Ebbing. And his first film, his first film, and his number one film of 2017 is Dunkirk. I remember him saying how much he enjoyed that and loved that. And I know he likes his war films, but not more than some of the other stuff he sees. So for Dunkirk to have made his number one, it must be real special. And I think it's what we talked about earlier. It's it had a lot more different elements to it that you could attach to and connect with. And I think that's really, really important. If you can have multiple things to connect with in a film, you're going to get more of an audience um, hooking in. So, yeah, congrats, congratulations to the writing and the direction of that movie. Really, really cool. So, Jess, I'm just going to quickly read that out, if you don't mind, his little reviews first, because then if it's a film we haven't seen, it'd be actually be quite useful in a way. So let's see what he's got for us. So he has got the review for God's Own Country. It's not, it's not a, a long one, just a little one, so that's quite good. Set in Yorkshire on a farm, it's a story of finding love between two men, one British and the other who comes to work there from Romania. Nicely acted and acclaimed small British film. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm looking at who's in it. So Josh O'Connor, Alex Sacarino, Ian Hart, and Gemma Jones. I don't know any of these names. I can't wait to go and find out more. I didn't have time to do too much research for this episode. I'm really, that's really cool. I'm sure me and Jess both like to go and find out more about that. Right. He's also done Darkest Hour, which was his sixth spot. In May 1940, the fate of World War II hangs on the Prime Minister, Winston Churchill, who must decide whether to negotiate with Adolf Hitler or fight, knowing it could mean the end of the British Empire. Churchill stands his ground and won't agree to anything except beating Hitler at all costs. Gary Oldman's performance wins him many awards, including Best Actor Oscar for his fantastic portrayal of Churchill. And, oh, we've got a little baby one here for Baby Driver. Baby review for Baby Driver. Oh, let's do it. After being coerced into working for crime boss Doc, played by Kevin Spacey, Baby is impaired of hearing and is played wonderfully by newcomer Enzel Agort, is saddled with a crew of thugs who puts himself and everything he cares for in terrible danger. A fast-paced and great... Uh, fast-paced and great fun. Couldn't say it better myself. And his last one is Dunkirk. It's always good for him to do the review for the number one. It's May slash June 1940 and 400,000 British and French servicemen are holed up in a French port off Dunkirk 
Britain sends civilian boats from our ports to support our hard-pressed Navy, trying to evacuate the exhausted forces in a story that is gripping from the beginning to the end, but also sad throughout. An amazing production from ace Brit director Christopher Nolan, which became an amazing blockbuster hit across the world during 1917. Cool. All right. Thanks, Dad. That was really, really cool to go through all those. So, Jess, what are your thoughts? Um, we haven't heard from you for a little while. <laughs> yeah. Tell me more <laughs> about this list. What, what were you thinking? I love that Kingsman is your number one and it's his number eight. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, I had not heard of God's Own Country. That one sounds good. Darkest Hour. I 100% went into this thinking I saw it. And then as I was looking up, I was like, wait a second. I haven't seen this one. I definitely thought it was a different movie. So uh, I guess I need to get on that. Um, yeah. Also, I haven't seen Get Out or Call Me By Your Name. Hadn't also hadn't heard about Call Me By Your Name. So this is like, oof, getting introduced to all kinds of different movies. Uh, Baby Driver, I already said. Three Billboards. Definitely not my cup of tea. And good old Dunkirk, which is actually saying most of the film is true to life. It's the characters that are fictional that they try to develop to tell the story. But that was something that I didn't look up prior to this was what is the ratio of fact and fiction? And a couple of the things I pulled up was saying it is actually pretty fi factual. factual. It is actually pretty factual. Yeah, yeah, that's good to know. Got this. Yeah, this show's been full of trivia, guys. So tell us more of this action. That, that takes a lot more homework. So <laughs> I'm already working full time. I'm running a business. So let's be sensible here. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to going away and looking at some of these. I feel like Call By My Name, I feel like I've seen the trailer for that. And it's just eluding me right now. I think Get Out is too scary for me. So I probably would have avoided it um, for sure. Free Billboards. I think I have seen it. I know it's Francis McDormand, but I think now I love Sam Rockwell. I have to go away and double check that. Uh, and what I've just sort of wanted to, to honor that a lot of people have played Winston Churchill over the years. You know, it's been quite a few times now. Gary Oldman is particularly amazing at it. Um, just not just like mannerisms and using the voice, but his performance was just incredible. And if Churchill was actually like that as a human being, what a portrayal of a human character that is, you know, something that's existed in history. Um, and I just want Gary to get as much love because he doesn't get as much love as he deserves, really, because he kind of, he's not up there with the big charismatic stars of today, you know. Um, he goes under the radar, even though he wins all his Oscars. So big shout out to Gary Oldman. Really, really cool. And um, yeah, to wrap it all up, you're right. It's sad. Kingsman's number one for me. Number eight for him. So when you're voting, you've got to think, what kind of Kingsman person are you? You are... First place Kingsman person, are you a middle of the road Kingsman person like Jess? Or are you a back end but still great number eight Kingsman kind of guy or girl? So this is what you need to go away and think about, which is exactly what, which is exactly what I want you to do. So go and vote right now over on Instagram. We've got A, B, C, and D. We've all got our names. Head to Instagram. You'll see our cool cartoon American comic booky style characters. We'll have all the lists on Instagram for you to double check what we've said before you go for the vote, go in the comments, whack the letter in there um, so we can record it on our spreadsheet for our anniversary episodes when we see who's winning the current Top 8 Media Movies League. Uh, you can also DM me privately if you don't want people to like see you and follow you and all that sort of stuff. So just DM me. All good. Happy to receive your message. That'd be really, really fun. 
So yeah, head over and vote, guys, and let's see if you can have an impact and get me to top of the league and drop my dad down to second. Don't worry about Jess. Just focus on me and it'll be fine. So Jess, you better make sure you give yourself some love um, and just just remind the audience why C's best. Just give us one line. Why? <laughs> I'm laughing so hard. You're cracking me up. Because uh, it is. Because C is the best. <laughs> I'm horrible at selling my own list. Let today. me show you what you could have said. Let me say it for you. So, <laughs> if you're a Star Wars guy or girl, obviously Jess is the one. You should really go for that. There's some nice variety in there, some action, there's some war stuff, there's fun as well, and a little bit of Jumanji in there. Got some history with King Arthur, got some superhero action, mm -hmm. um, and a really well told relationship between two men in the upside. So, there you go, Jess. Vote for C. On my so, list for me. Thank there you. you. Go. <laughs> so thank you so much for listening today. And just to give people that you know listen regularly, we'll let you have some inside information. Because if you stuck around today, you'll be able to find out. So it's Denzel Washington next. Then we're going to be hitting up some high school movie movies. Um, it's got very complicated very fast. So check out that episode. Um, 2016 will be after that. And my God, um, are there some great films that year? And me and my dad share. Uh, number one spot. We both have the same film. So 2016, go and check that out. Ryan Reynolds will be after that because I love him with all my heart and soul. And then Martin Scorsese after that. So for all you regulars out there, you are in for one hell of a ride. So thank you for listening and we will see you next time. Send us your top eight list today to top underscore eight underscore media. If you find it too hard to create your top eight of all time, then why not a top eight from a certain actor, actress, genre, or director? You can even make it more niche. For example, the top eight films set in space. Your list could inspire. So join the top eight media contributors today. Thank you for listening and we will see you next week.